Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 325 and it is Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We're back uh, once again. Um, episode 325 has arrived, and we've got some, some things that we'll, uh, that we'll touch on. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk a bit about the uh, PlayStation Showcase uh, 2023, which, took, which uh, unfolded last week on YouTube. Uh, so we'll talk about some of the highlights uh, that, that stood out to us, some upcoming uh, tra- uh, games, uh, trailers for um, games coming out this year and next year. Um, we'll also talk a bit about some you know, things we've been up to some in, in, in the nerdverse, as per usual. Uh, you know how we do here on the show. Uh, we just want to give a quick uh, shout-out to everyone, to viewers and listeners like yourselves who watch and listen our show listen to our show uh we thank you so much for your continued support and encouragement and you know and your listenership as well so yeah keep checking us out you know we're on we're, we're here uh tuesday nights uh facebook live or you can also check out all of our audio episodes on spotify or your or your podcasting platform of choice uh but yeah we we do thank you for your support um and as carl is sharing the episode um, some other things we'll talk about besides the PS showcase. Uh, I'll, I'll get into a, a, a movie review. Um, we'll, we'll recap a bit about Night of Champions. Um, maybe give some thoughts about AEW's Double or Nothing. Um, I haven't watched it because I don't have five hours to spare. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got to send you a link. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've read the results of... I, I was in and out. Of, I was in and out of it because I was at a. I was a DJing at that time, and then I had to go to work. So I was just. Unfortunately, I had to treat AEW's Double or Nothing like an episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. Like it was on, but I was like busy with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the background. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. Talk a bit about. Bit about that. And uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's how we do. So as Carl's sharing the episode, um, yeah, I'll give I'll give some uh, some thoughts about uh, Night of Champions uh, first, which took place uh, last Saturday. Um, we saw the crowning of a new uh, WWE World Heavyweight Champion in Seth Rollins uh, with uh, with the new big gold belt. He defeated AJ Styles in a banger of a match. Um, Seth Rollins, he's now the top champion of Monday Night Raw, uh, so that's going to be cool. We're going to be seeing him every week uh, with the with the with the World Championship. Um, uh, WWE did confirm that the new World Heavyweight Championship is a new lineage. It does not continue the previous Big Gold uh, belt, so it I shares heard, the same name. Yeah, because right, yeah. I heard that it was going to continue, but I'm like, no. sometimes dirt sheets you got to take them with a grain of salt, so. Yeah, it's it's a whole new lineage. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So same principle as the uh, 2016 Cruiserweight Championship, which shared the same name as the previous uh, Cruiserweight Championship from WCW and WWE, but that 2016 uh, uh, edition of that belt was just a whole new lineage uh, as well. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see uh, which, which, uh, which wrestlers on the Raw brand will uh, compete for the belt. Who will eventually uh, take it off Rollins? Um, lot, lots of good contenders on on Raw that could that could serve to be uh, top champions. You can get behind, and yeah, 
Uh, speaking of champions, uh, we did see some uh, more cracks in the bloodline. You saw the main, the main event. I did. Yep. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus uh, Solo Sokoa and the undisputed champion Roman Reigns. Uh, the Usos. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy Uso was actually the one who fired the shot against yeah. the tribal chief. And, and can, can we get Jay the Oscar? <laughs> Give Jay the Oscar. Yeah. Jaquan Curtis Uso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- Jimmy Uso super kicked Roman Reigns, and he told Jay that I'm just doing what you should have done a long time, a long time ago. ago. But you know what? It keeps the bloodline story interesting. That was an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, it was. it's something I'm like, all right, we got to watch what happens next. You kind of got to leave those cliffhangers to like make you want to watch watch the next show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm still of the mind that Roman still should have dropped the title, titles at WrestleMania. Um, but, you know, if, there, if, if there's an end in sight now that Roman's reached his 1,000th day as the Undisputed Universal Champion... Um, hopefully this will all this all lead to like a continued downfall until SummerSlam. It doesn't have to be dragged into WrestleMania 40. No, it doesn't. Um, so I, I hope there is an end in sight this year for Roman's reign of the of the, of the championships. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoever whoever takes those belts off of him, um, I don't. It, it could be anybody on SmackDown. I just don't. I just want this thing to end. Um, I know I know Sammy and Kevin's uh, part in the storyline seems to be over, uh, so hopefully this will be a good sign that things will wrap up finally. I will say I will say this now. I know we have spoken, we have spoken publicly and even dedicated an entire um, an entire episode of why WWE shouldn't be going to Saudi Arabia anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think now that you know diplomacy has reconciled with uh, Syria and Saudi Arabia, and WWE could possibly be a factor. I'm not saying it's a major factor, but a possible a possible factor. But the way the Saudis received Sami Zayn mm-hmm. was incredible. It was. It was. It was like a homecoming. It was yes, and it was just like, and what topped it off is like he wore the Muslim garb, mm-hmm. and even did his own intro, his his own intro mm-hmm. in Arabic, mm-hmm. like you could. That was perfect to me. That that was perfect between Heyman and then Sammy doing it in Arabic. That was perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was a uh, that was really nice to see. Um and to see get to see Sammy get, get get that hero's welcome right and uh yeah it just shows that Sammy's one of the most over baby faces in the whole company over yeah over and yeah and and he's he's earned his flowers you know he could he should be the one to do it because of how over he is I wouldn't mind yeah I wouldn't mind if if they circle back to Sammy Zayn being the one to finally dethrone Roman and take those titles off of him um because that. Because it would just build, it would build his star power even more. Yep. And the story's right there. Here's the thing. Here's how I would do this. Mm-hmm. This is me with the pencil. Mm-hmm. Sammy takes it off of Roman. Mm-hmm. 
Sammy and Kevin, they you know Sammy and Kevin, they have you know, still friends, still allies, still friends. Boom. Kevin gets jealous. Kevin turns on Sammy again, again. Mm-hmm. but this time those two whose careers have been parallel get a, have their match have their WrestleMania match. Mm, I like that. Or Kevin can possibly be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. To finally take down Roman? Kevin gets the world title. Kevin gets the title. Mm-hmm. And Sammy gets his mo- and Kevin and Sammy can go at it at WrestleMania. Like I said, since their careers are parallel, they've been adversaries and friends for many, many years. Mm-hmm. They have that they have that match under the big stage. You had it at NXT, which was fine and which was great. Mm-hmm. Fine and dandy. But for them two at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. they can just retire. They that both of them can just walk off into the sunset after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cuz they they always they always put on excellent matches together. They they they're just like Forrest Gump said, they're like peas and carrots. Yeah, they just go together. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be down, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Movie Forrest Gump, not book <laughs> Forrest Gump. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, I man, that, that that would be something to see. Um, or even, or even seeing main event Jey Uso. What if WWE decides, hey, what if he's the one to take the belts off Roman? That'd be a bold move. It would be. I will say this. The stories are there. Yeah. Stories are there. Jimmy can help Jay finally conquer his uh, his fear, all the abuse that he's suffered from his cousin, yeah. and take the belts off of him. That'll be a, like a real coming full circle from three years ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can see there, there's some possibilities there. Uh, yeah. As, as long as... Uh, as long as the the story ends, hopefully this year. Like I said, it doesn't have to be tried to WrestleMania forty. Um it wouldn't surprise me if WWE, WWE decides to do that. Uh but but yeah, I'm I'm hope, hopeful that there's an end in sight soon. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh so yeah, interesting wrinkle in the storyline, that bloodline storyline. Um I was also happy to finally see Asuka win the Raw Women's Championship, beating Bianca Belair, yeah. who who does who can hang her hat as being the longest reigning uh Raw Women's Champion. I'm for it. Yep, of the modern era. So she can still have that accolade. Uh but yeah, it was time to get the belt off of Bianca. It de- it definitely was and uh it was funny. I was watching with my girl's with my girlfriend's mother. She was just into it like she she just got into it. Oh my god, she's cheated. She and I'm just sitting there like, you know what? Good. <laughs> I was like, it worked. It worked. Somebody who doesn't, she got into it, and she hated Oscar. Good. That made Oscar an effective heel. Yeah, that's wrestling. <laughs> Pro wrestling one on one. Yeah. There we mm-hmm. go. Yep. Heels and faces. That's all. That's all it was. I was happy about that. I was happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, happy to see Oscar with the gold. Um. What else? There were what other matches there? Oh. 
I was uh, I was pleasantly uh, surprised to see the uh, Gunther Mustafa Ali match. First of all, his name was Walter. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm used to calling him Gunther. <laughs> I still call him Walter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mustafa Ali putting in some a solid effort. Good. Um, against uh, against Gunther. Gunther, I think Mustafa, Mustafa Ali deserves to be a bigger bigger star. He has Absolutely. the talent. He does. Um, does great on the stick, great in the ring. Why not? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I hope to see him. Hope to see uh, Ali with a with a belt. Um. Um. Maybe the Intercontinental Championship. Maybe a tag team championship. Something. It's a workhorse. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he does he deserves some gold around his waist. I think. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. He he. Ever since the cruiserweight, he deserved that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree. He should he should have been a cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, Natalia gets beaten in one minute by by Rhea. What else is new? I will say this though. Dom's still over. He is. <laughs> but now it's like you had you would would you have ever thought that Dom would be over? Not to this level, no. No. No, like he he gets like nuclear heat at times. But he's working it so well. Mm-hmm. Like you just I'm like, yo, you just a little brat. I just want to freaking strangle you, you know? Like mm-hmm. when Back in WrestleMania, when Rey Mysterio took his belt off and beat him, and mm-hmm. everybody cheered, that's heat. Yeah, yeah, and and Dominic, he, he his character is such a massive herb, and I, it's I great. And, and I'm, I'm, it's great. I'm, I'm there for, for it. Yeah. I'm here for it every single, every single week. Every time he picks picks up the microphone, pe- the people boo him out of the building. He can barely get a word in. I'm like, this, this is good. This is good stuff. But then he'll and then he'll say it. He'll say something, and they boo him even more. Mm-hmm. Like you snot nosed brat, fake. <laughs> like you kind of hate. You kind of love to hate him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's hit that. He's hit that button. And those tiny details. When Rio won, mm-hmm. and he jumped on her. Yep. <laughs> it's just like he's doing. He's doing it right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous in all the right ways. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kudos uh, to to WWE for a solid event. I, and that's how I ranked it as solid. Yeah, yeah, it was a solid event. Uh, Triple H did a good job. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll see we'll see what uh what goes down in the next uh next events. I know Money in the Bank's coming up. Yeah, in London. London? Oh, London. Okay. Oh, okay. Pip, pip Cherry-O. Yeah. Oh, well, London's getting some good events to, between that, AEW's uh, uh, next event. I think it's All In. All uh, In, yeah. Yep. All In at Wem- Wembley Stadium. You think they'll sell it out? Oh, I think they will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, um, if, uh, if, um, you know, the, the, chi- the, the child man punk, um, you know, gets his act together. Oh, did you see where AEW Collision Night Nitro is gonna be? They announced the location for the first episode. Oh, United Center, right? Yep, in Chicago. Mm. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see all the stars who are comfortable enough to work with Punk on the same show, and then then we'll check out we'll check out Dynamite to see if to see it that if he's not there, then it's like okay, then these stars aren't comfortable working with him, so. <laughs> Yeah, this this soft brand split is it's gonna blow up in their face somehow. 
I, I just have a feeling that it's not sustainable. Um, yeah. You know what it is? It's for the wrong reasons. Hmm. Wrong reasons? If if it's because I don't want to work with CM Punk, if that's the reason, then it will blow up in their face. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because because Tony Khan, like he, like he 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 knows where his bread is buttered. He he's still a CM Punk fan he still has stars in his eyes he knows how much money that his name draws and you know Khan he's he's willing to put up with a lot of shit that you know like Vince McMahon wouldn't or any other reasonable uh, head of a wrestling company wouldn't like uh, any other person would have shown Punk at the door but not Tony nope Tony, Tony's like I can work with I can work with him I'll give him whatever you whatever he wants dude it's MJ yeah did you watch the media scrum uh, which one? The brawl the, out? For uh, Double or Nothing. No. Yeah, they had one. MJF just crashed. I only watched the beginning with MJF because he just crashed it right then and there and got his, mm-hmm. uh, got his stuff out the way. And he's just sitting there like... Like, the things that he was saying, and if you can see Tony Khan's face, like, if you don't shut the fuck up... <laughs> And MJF is just talking along. Like, you've mentioned... Even... MJF mentioned WWE. Mm-hmm. And even then, you can just see, like, Tony's face like, yo, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, no. He's like, earmuff Tony. Oh, so, you know, I know Nick Khan wants me to work for his company. I know Triple H works for me to want to work for his company. Don't worry. all Everything is well. Or is it? <laughs> and Tony's just sitting there just letting him do that. And I'm like, don't you know that hurts your brand? Yeah. When your main champion mm-hmm. is talking about possibly leaving. Mm. Even if it's in kayfabe, it just comes off as Bush League. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, yo, you're representing your own company your own brand as the champion. Why are you mentioning you're the competition? It's like you're telling the audience, "Hey, the the, the better shows over there, but look at us, man. Look at us." That's a that's a problem I've always had with mm. AEW. Um, like sometimes it's cool. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll say they'll say like some funny in you innuendos. Yeah. You know, like the um, Max Caster rap on of here. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> that. Yo, that that was funny. Yeah, it was good. It was a good line, but it's like they do it a little too often. Mm. Yeah. Whereas it's like it, it, to me, it just comes off as they're worried too much mm-hmm. about WWE. Where WWE, yeah, they'll throw a line. You probably won't hear another line for like six months. Mm-hmm. And even then, they'll just, when Edge and Miz were having their promo, he said, listen, they had other, they had people in other shows mentioning your name. Mm-hmm. Meaning when CM Punk called MJS a, a less famous Miz. Yeah. Uh, um. When the DX reunion, obviously Billy Cullen couldn't be there. And then Corey Graves says, oh, I heard he's doing something with office equipment now. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like little innuendos like that when they're nice and far apart, mm-hmm. I'm cool with. But if you're heavily relying on that, then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, like it, it shows a little bit of insecurity in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I can see that, and yeah, it's, it's just like 
it's just like what exactly are you saying? Right? Like if, if you're if you're if you're saying that oh well you know this other company is like looking at me, looking at me, it's like you're just saying that oh you might as well just say that your comp- the company the current company you're in is a step- is a stepping stone like that belt you have might as well be a developmental title. You know, it's like, oh, this, this, oh, this, this hunk of gold. I want the real championship at the real company where the real big boys play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. And good. You, and good, and good. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to WCW. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, they 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 need to cut that shit out. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, not, but yeah, now that you mentioned AEW, um, we saw the end of a streak. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for Snacklander winning yeah. the title. Yeah, but his this is what I was afraid of with Jay Cargill. Now what? Yeah, because yeah, I will say with um, you can only go so far with an undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. And um, like for example, like you had Goldberg and you had Asuka, um, but they, but you know, obviously they managed to go on and do great things. Um, but with Cargill, you know, the potential's there. I mean, she's already built her aura, her mystique. Um, now it's like without the without the weight that uh, the albatross that is an undefeated streak. It's like okay, who's the real Jade Cargill? What can she really bring to the table as a character? How can she pick herself up from defeat? That could be a story moving forward. Um, Chris Statlander, I know that the original plan was for her to, to, to defeat Jade Cargill, but then she got her second knee injury. Mm-hmm. And then she just came she came back this weekend, beat her in like a, a solid two minutes or so, took, took the belt off her in a shock victory. But a needed one, though, because, you know, because for a while, that, that, that just became like the Jade Cargill t- championship. I, yeah. yeah, it was a... It was an accessory. Yeah. Yeah, it was more of an accessory than an actual, you know, mid-card championship. But now, hopefully, uh, uh, Chris Statlander can, you know, remain healthy, you know, and have a good good long run with the belt. Yeah. Um, with Cargill, hey, who, who knows? She's got uh, potential uh, to to do her thing. I don't know if she's going to keep doing, like, the heel shtick or if there's a way for her to kind of trans- transition into a more of a babyface role. But we'll see. But you know, she's got she's, she's got a long ways to go before she can be like uh, the AEW's Bianca's Bianca Belair. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because the potential is there, but the ability, the 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 in ring, we need to see it. Yeah, we need to see more of it, not just squash matches. And, and that's what it was. she was. She was Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. Jade Car Gilberg. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that just hit me right there. Oh, and in the media scrum to uh, MJF buried New Japan. Oh, of course, of course, of course, he would bury New Japan. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I haven't been watching New Japan in a while. I got to get back on that. I know that the G One is coming up this summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Besides that, uh, yeah. All right, NXT put on a good show too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know the results. I don't know who who won what. I think uh, I I think Carmelo retained it, but yeah, I heard they I heard they was actually out like because I have a bully Ray, bully Ray on alert tweets because I was looking out for something and I just kind of keep I just kind of keep it up just to see if, like 
whatever they're talking about on Busted Open since I'm at work. I can't really listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ooh, let's, you know, what are they talking about? Oh, this is what they're talking about? All right, I'll make sure I catch the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he was just saying, like, from what I'm hearing, like, NXT is really putting on a good show. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm have to look into that one. Maybe. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I haven't watched NXT since their 2.0 uh, rebrand. And I know that they've dropped the 2.0 rebrand months ago. Um, yeah, I might, I might check it out one of these days if um if I if I need if I have that itch to do yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. All in all, um, solid weekend of wrestling. Was yeah, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll see uh we'll see some some more good stuff down down the line. Um, yeah, man. Uh, like I said, uh, this 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 heavyweight championship, you know. Give it some time. Give it some time for some prestige to build around it. That, and, yeah, and I've here was here was my thoughts on that. I, f- I felt like they went the safe route with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. You know, WWE didn't want to take a chance on pulling the trigger on like Shinsuke or anybody else. Mm-hmm. But then now it's like, all right, I kind of understand it. He's a household name. He's over as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, especially especially with his outfits and you know the current gimmick that he's wearing. It's yeah. over as fuck. So it's like, all right, let's give somebody who's going to want to, obviously people, you want to sell though. you got to think of it as a business-wise too. You want to sell that belt, mm-hmm. you know, sell those replica titles. Give yeah. it to somebody who, you know, who's over enough to, oh, because Seth Rollins has it, I want that title or, mm-hmm. you know. So, but I think this could be an opportunity to like give guys like Shinsuke or, Maybe Walter a chance, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or even Finn Balor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like so that way we can see them with like world gold on yeah. the main roster. Yes, yes. Yeah. And can I, I do want to say one thing too. Yeah. Yo, when Ludwig Kaiser catches Gunther's jacket, mm-hmm. tell me that ain't shit. That shit ain't smooth every time. Oh, it's completely smooth. This is seamless. How he just, just like seems it and wraps it, and I'm like, yeah. Yo, he's cool. He's good. He's smooth with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just like right there. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of bit of wrestle talk, but a bit of wrestling roundup right there. Uh, so yeah. Um, what else you got, man? Well, the comic front has been kind. Of, it's been kind of like shake. Oh my god. So here's some uh, here's something that's effed up that happened this past week. So. Anybody who, you know, Mar, you know, us Marvel fans, Marvel and IEW, IDW, yeah, all their titles are like delayed within like a week or two. Oh, really? In the northeast, in the northeast region of the country. Why is that? The delivery truck end up getting into an accident, like a really bad accident, and everything was destroyed. I think like the truck was on fire and stuff. Ooh. Everything was destroyed. Even yeah. if like the comics didn't even like get touched, mm-hmm. they still count as destroyed because of the smoke damage. Mm. Like the smoke, the smell of the smoke can get into the pages. Yeah. And it's considered smoke damage. Mm. Yeah. So everything's getting reprinted. Oh wow. So it's kinda of, it kind of set Marvel back like a week or two. Mm. Oh. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it really was. So now I was like, as a collector, I'm like, yo, would these really be considered first prints? Because it's not necessarily our fault. 
<laughs> yeah, I would say like they they should they still because they're a first princess they haven't hit the market yet. But in other countries, other regions in the country, it did. Oh, okay. So it's hmm. like, um, hmm. it's, it's kind of yeah, it's it, it's kind of tricky. Hmm. So on the comic front, I got put onto a new title from uh, Mark from my uh, image. It's written by uh, Simon Kodansky. Okay. It's called Something Epic, where it's about a 12-year-old boy who just has, like, such a wild imagination where it's, like, pretty much a universe. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. it seems like everybody can create, everybody creates a whole entire universe. Um, and it becomes reality. Okay. It becomes a reality. But what's cool about this comic, it's already in, like, second prints. Mm-hmm. But there are the, here's the A cover, you can see it. All right. But there are also variant covers. I picked up two of them. Check them out. Yep. So we'll show the first one here. All right. Yeah. So that's the A cover, all by Simon Kadansky. Yep. And then some of the parody covers were Amazing Fantasy 15, and another one Terminator 2. <laughs> oh, nice. Two, right? So I thought that was cool. There was another one of um, Back to the Future that they did. Hmm. So and he did all the covers. Oh wow! Yeah, Simon Kadansky did all the covers by himself. So I thought those were cool to pick up. Um, and then also Silk, a new Silk run. Uh, I think it's only a five. I think it's only a short run, a limited run. Number one, I don't even think I'm actually gonna get it, get uh, continue it. It's written by Emily Kim and um, the art is by E. Guara. My apologies if I uh, butcher the name, but it's like when corrupt kidnappings happen in Los Angeles. Could Detective Cindy Moon is on the case, but she's not necessarily a detective. So there's like some type of mind control or like. Mm-hmm. That is going on, so it kind of like just threw me off, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. All right, I'll think about it. Hmm. Um, but as far as my eBay pickups, I happened to find Journey into Mystery number four from I forgot the year. I want to say like 1974, but this just happens to be Don McGregor's first Marvel work. Oh, okay. Yeah, I managed to find that. I managed to find that very cheap. So, mm. I mean, the grit, the condition's not that great. So it'll probably be a low grade, probably like a two point five at best. Mm. But you know, I'll still if if he shows up at Comic Con this year, Lord willing, you know, I'll definitely get that signed and graded. Uh, next up, I have Captain America three ten, which is the first appearance. Of the Serpent Society, so I decided to pick that one up because our current WWE World Champion just happens to be filming as a member of the Serpent Society in the new Captain America New World Order film. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We have I picked up Deadpool number 14, which is the first appearance of a one Ajax. Affectious, affectionately known as Francis. Oh, okay. From the movie, so this is his first appearance. Hmm. And then I have the uh, I have uh, Silver Surfer Annual number six, 
All right, and this is the first appearance of a one Genesis Vow. He's uh, he 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 has some ties with the with. He's actually the son of Captain Marvel. Okay. So I and I've been reading um, the latest Warlock Rebirth uh, series. So it's like, all right, he's in there. I'm like, let me see if I can if I can find his first appearance at an affordable price. So I was mm. like, oh, cool. You know, I found it. Picked it up and that was it. Um, Jeb McKay has a new Avengers run. Um, nothing major yet. Uh, Captain Marvel's actually uh, leading the charge in this one. So, and I haven't really had like a. Ha- I never. I don't necessarily have a nice solid Avengers run. So I was like, all right, you know, what? let me pick up. Jeb McKay's doing some good stuff with um, with his Moon Knight series. So. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, let me check it out. And this Arcade Kings by Dylan Burnett, he do, he's done all the work on it. But this is actually just a little fun read. You know, it's just, it kind of reminds me of, um, it's like Comic Zone meets video games. If oh. that makes any sense. Where it's like. Well, uh, Comic Zone is a video game. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm like. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know how. Um, in comic zone, like the comics come to life. Yeah. Well, in a sense, it's like that with video games too. But um, this main character right now, uh, right on the cover, whose name I completely forgot, he's like an arcade champion, and people like just challenges from the from the games just come up and just challenge him. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was a nice little fun read. And, you know, the animation was it fun, altogether fun. Okay. And um, yeah, that's kind of about it. I actually finally saw an old ass movie too. I I don't know if you saw it before. Oh, which one? It's called Flight by Denzel Wash with Denzel Washington. Oh yeah, I've seen. That's that. a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, who did um, Forrest Gump? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was a great performance from Denzel. Absolutely, as a functioning alcoholic, and he's like, he he was drunk, mm-hmm. and he like still was able to just crash land that plane mm-hmm. with so much poise, but then, you know, struggle, his struggling, his, with his addictions. Um, and then when he, when he came to his hearing, he just finally like saw his co-pilot who, who helped save a little boy's life. And then he just like broke down and just admitted that he was an alcoholic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and we were just talking about, I was like, yeah, he safely saved, landed that plane. I'm like, yes. Hmm. But he did it impaired. That's like a felony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you're going to lose your wings and see some jail time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was, but at the end of the day, the way they ended it, it was like, all right, it's the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a great performance. And Denzel Washington, man, he's... One of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah, it's like he's that good. He just he don't really miss. No, it's like you know Denzel. He's never turned in a bad performance. Like he's been in some so-so movies, but like he's never been the reason why the movie's been okay. Point exactly. One movie I really enjoyed. And this is one one subject I want to do one of these days. Is like we'll just pick like a director or an actor and just celebrate their work. Yeah, I like that. Um, but. One, I feel like it's an underrated movie that doesn't really get the respect hmm. is Book of Eli. Mm. Book of Eli was very good. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, 
Yeah, that movie. I, I thought that it, it was unfairly. Uh, I, I want to say maligned, but I think snubbed. a lot. Of, yeah, snubbed. Snubbed is the right word. Yeah, because because I, I know it came out in January 2010, and January is usually like the dumping ground month of movies. Um, but um, and, and a lot of people wrote it off. But when I when I saw it, I was like, "This is really solid." Especially yeah. the plot twist at the end. Yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> yeah, Book of Eli deserves more props, man. I hope. It, yeah, hopefully people will revisit it. Hopefully, yeah. it makes criteria. I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind at all. Uh, what's Nick? What's happening, Nick? Uh, he says. Uh, RICC is really lacking in artists this year. I haven't kept up with the 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 celebrities. I keep I keep up with. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Ninja Turtles guy. Yes, I need to be Rob Paulson again. Rob Paulson. Yeah, yeah, he did the voice of the original Raphael okay. and um, Yako from Animaniacs. Oh, okay. So he went. He. Um, First of all, really nice guy. Um, Angry Geeks, you know, big shout-outs to Uncle Lou, mm -hmm. who I caught on an episode of Comic Book Men. <laughs> nice. Um, he, yeah, they did, they host, Angry Geeks hosted a little um, after party, mm -hmm. and Rob Paulson was the guest, and he let me plug in my podcast, and he let me, Rob Paulson talked me, uh, Took a free selfie with me. He was just like so nice. So I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm printing this and actually freaking, what do you call it? I'm getting that sign. Here you go. Uncle Lou on Comic Book Man. <laughs> wow. That's really I was like, him. you drove all the way to Jersey for that. But I was like, you know what? I want, while I was in Jersey, I wanted to take a trip, but I couldn't. I was pressed for time, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll see some a good round of artists at this yeah. year's Rhode Island Comic Con. Because yeah. you know, Artist Alley usually always has a lot of good, uh, good up and coming artists that have some, that have some cool art prints. And oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I I love talking to like some of the um, like the independent artists. Yeah, yeah. They, some of the big name ones are cool, but yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we we'll get a good round of uh, of artists this year uh, for this year's con. I still hope you get some panels. Though. Those are, I've learned I've learned that those are so much fun to do. Yeah, the panels are fun. Um, not only facilitating, but also just like sitting in. Yeah, you learn so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even 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 with the panels, like on the surface, like if it's a topic that you're not that interested in, interested in, usually those are some of the best ones. You know what? And you brought me back to a memory we had, because when we we went to the DC Legends of Tomorrow panel yeah. years ago, yeah. we literally sat in that panel just because we our feet were tired. Yeah, and we enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, like they all had a the guests, they all had a good time, just like talking about their work, and the, the audience had some good questions. You're like, oh, this is actually such pretty nice. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's it's um yeah, like I've never. Come to, come to think of it, like in the in the years that I've been to Rhode Island Comic Con, I've never seen a bad panel. I've never seen one that or one that just wasn't engaging. I think I th at least I've lucked out on the ones I've been to. Like they're right. like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Who was the one you enjoyed the most? Hmm, one I enjoyed the most. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Hmm. I, I did enjoy the Billy D. Williams one. Um, you got to talk to Billy D. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I got to ask him a question. I'm like, this is so cool. Uh, uh, let's see the Luke Cage one. Um, with um, it was like it was Michael Michael Coulter, Theo Rossi, Simone Missick, and it was like a fourth person. Um, oh, I forget who the f- fourth person was. Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't Alfre Woodard. I'd have to look at my photos from that event again. But that was a really nice panel. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and even the Deadpool panel with um, the a- actresses who played. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus. That was really nice, too. I did go to one with Rob Layfield and uh, Marina Baccarin. Mm. Oh, and Stefan Kapitchik. He was in that one, too. Oh, nice. Okay. And, yeah, I love love talking to Rob Layfield at uh, cons. He just has, like, the best energy. Mm. Yeah, like, Rob Layfield, he's, uh, ever since the Deadpool movie came out, like, he's had, like, a career... Resurgence. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, real shot in the arm, and then you know, of course, in Deadpool three drops next year. Yeah, yeah, people will, uh, yeah, will be uh, checking for him again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. All right. But what you got? What you got on deck? Uh, well, I uh, I, saw, I saw one movie um, uh, this past weekend. I saw the remake, live action remake of The Little Mermaid. Did you cry? My girlfriend cried. Did she? See, um, yeah, uh, I was, I was, I was pretty interested in seeing this. And my girlfriend, like, she's a, a huge Little Mermaid fan. Yeah. That's one of her favorite movies growing up as a kid. And yeah, this 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 remake started by Rob Marshall, who directed the Oscar-winning musical Chicago. Okay. Yep. And this movie stars Holly Bailey, uh, Jonah Howard King, David Diggs, Aquafina. And Jacob, she was yep, she plays Scuttle, the the bird. Oh, okay. Um, Javier Bardem, who plays King Triton, and Melissa McCarthy, who plays Ursula, who did a terrific job as Ursula. I'm like, okay, props, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I would say like, um, in terms of like the the live action remakes, Little Mermaid is definitely one of the better ones. Definitely one of the top tier ones, in my opinion. Uh, my favorite uh, live action remake from Disney in the past of uh, like six, seven years or so is uh, the Jungle Book from 2016. That's that was really good. Um, Little Mermaid is 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 terrific. Holly Bailey, um, just t- absolutely a, a gem as Ariel, the lead. Um, um, def- definitely a play- played the played the role well with such like wonder and and like amazement and yeah she she really sold the role even even in some of the more emotional moments um like i said melissa mccarthy she just like chewed the scenery as I ursula melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah um you know it's it's, it's funny she's like Jen. melissa mccarthy yeah I, i'll say i'll say like she's she deserves more more respect than she's given because i like I, I know melissa mccarthy like and i know my, my you know our friend of the show john haponic he is not a fan of Melissa McCarthy. We've talked about this, but yeah, she's 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 made a fair share of clunker movies. Some of which I did not like. I despise. I Ghostbusters. Nah, Ghostbusters. I could take it or leave. But the one movie I hated of Melissa McCarthy's was Identity Thief. I fucking hate that movie. 
I thought you were going to say Bridesmaids. Oh, I love Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids are it's terrific. It's coming out like lava. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Bridesmaids. I love that scene. <laughs> it's just, that scene was classic. Yeah. And um, oh, and the, and the movie that she did with Richard E. Grant, um, "Can You Ever Forgive Me," where she played a dramatic role. Really? Yeah, and she was really good in that. I believe she has some range. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. John Aponte says fair share. That's one way of putting it. Yeah, like, but yeah, I say like when Melissa McCarthy's in a project that that really works, then you see like how, how good she really is. Like same thing with. You know, Adam Sandler, for example, you know, um, Adam Sandler's best movies, Punch Drunk Love, nope. Uncut Gems. Never um, seen it, so I'm not going to. Oh, Uncut Gems is amazing. You know, um, not just all the, the bicycle hurts my hiney and I make weird noises movies, you know, like the Longest Yard. Longest all, Yard is and, freaking great. And, and and water boy and, water and you know wedding okay. singer. Wedding si no, no, no. Billy no. Madison. Wedding singer was good. Wedding singer was good. Click, you know, click was bad. Click was I hated click. Yeah. I click was terrible. Hate click. I saw but, I, I saw fifteen minutes of click and I hated myself for it. I saw the whole thing. Damn. <laughs> At the two dollar Patriot Cinema. <laughs> Throwback. Oh man! Uh, shout out to the piss smell of the oh, Patriot Cinema, man. East Providence. Billy, Billy was what Billy was. Billy Madison was Billy Madison. Billy is deemed a classic. It's a cult oh. classic. Big Daddy was fun. Big Daddy was fun, you know, for for what it was. But but yeah, you know, like the like the point is, you know, like like when when they do when they do dramatic stuff or stuff that like really shows uses, range, shows range, then that's when you see how how good they really are. So Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, awesome. Got to give her her props. How was the cinematography? It's a it's a pretty looking film. There's there's some there's some gorgeous shots in the movie, especially the the signature shot of Ariel leaping out of the water with her with her braids with her locks, you know, f f whipping in the air, and you see like the sunrise in the background. Um. Uh, uh what am I? Um, was it reminiscent of The Shape of Water? No, I wouldn't say it's the shape of what. I, I would say yes if 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 um if Ariel was was like was basically like like um like the sea creature like the sea man from the shape of water just like all fish no human qualities at all. Oh okay. Then that's when I'd be like okay this is like the shape of water but it's not. No, I'm talking about as far as cinematography wise. Oh, cinematography. I'll say the shape of water is a better looking film. Um, but but this one is perfectly serviceable. It's um. It is a pretty film to look at. I did enjoy the visual effects, um, especially like the music, like Under the Sea, um, you know, Part of Your World. Uh, speaking of the cast, too, like David Diggs, great job as Sebastian. Um, Aquafina as the bird scuttle, and he had Jacob Tremblay as Flounder. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Javier Bardem as King Triton. Um, yeah, just a solid supporting cast all around. Um, also, what I really liked about... Um, about the film too, because because you know you remember when the when the trailer for the film came out came out and all the racist idiots were hating on the film. Let me tell you something. If they're hating on that trailer, <laughs> first of all, I I love I love the fact that the Little Mermaid takes the same open casting approach as Brandy's Cinderella movie from 1997. If you, if you remember that movie, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you had like the Asian Prince Charming, and it was like a whole diverse cast. Little Mermaid takes that same approach. And I will say, like, without spoilers, the final shot of the film, 
Ooh man, I could see I could see like someone like Ron DeSantis shitting his pants in in, in hate filled anger and rage just at the final shot of the film. Right. And I'm like, yes, thank you, Disney. I, hope, I love this. I hope Ron DeSantis has a mixed grandchild. Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we don't do politics. We don't just yeah. Say. yeah, we'll uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna put the politics aside there. But uh but the thing but but uh but all all told, um Little Mermaid, if if you like the original You'll definitely dig this one. Um, it, it definitely makes some changes that were improvements for the better okay. to make Ariel a more stronger character and make Erica a more stronger, compelling lead. That was good, though. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, like, the music's fantastic. There's also, there's also a couple new songs in the film. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely one of the better uh, live-action Disney remakes. Uh, I'll check it out again once it hits Disney+. Plus. Um, so yeah, check it out. Holly Bailey definitely has potential to be a top star, you know, keep, uh, just keep at it. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. If you, if you got, if you got kids who, who enjoyed the Disney film, take them to this one. She They'll enjoy it. Enough yet. She won't even pay attention. <laughs> well, you know, if they're old enough, yeah. you know, I, it, I will say this though. Yeah. Jasmine, would she, would she watch it? Would she, when wrestling is on, she's into it. I was playing some Ghost of Tsushima to hold me off until Street Fighter Six comes out this Friday, mm -hmm. but and she'll just sit there just watching, mm -hmm. chilling. Why are you playing such violent games? She don't care what's going on. It doesn't doesn't. She's my daddy. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and John Hapana says I said that Avatar's water effects were better. Yes, they were. I mean, I mean, it's Avatar. The way of water. Yeah, that's a whole thing. That's James Cameron, which means that's a whole nother $1.5 billion of, mm -hmm. of, an, of a budget. Oh, yeah. And and speaking of Avatar The Way of Water, it's coming out in 4K in June. Y'all already know. I'm going to say this. Since know. I'm just going to segue into... I'm going to segue into video games. Okay. We have Street Fighter VI coming out on Friday. Mm-hmm. AEW Fight Forever finally coming out June 29th. Yes. The soft reboot of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 1. That looks amazing, by the way. Yeah. And Tekken 8. Hmm. Yeah. It's coming out this year. Just, just, I, I don't think I'm just going to wear pants for the rest of the year. Bam, pants off fighting game season. It's going to make an awkward Freddy Cup, but okay. <laughs> oh man but yeah yeah this this uh if you're a fighting game fan then 2023 is like the, the year. year yeah like, like three of the four pillars the four pillars of fighting games mm. street fighter yep mortal kombat mm -hmm. tekken yep and smash brothers mm. okay three of the four pillars coming out with games this year yeah, and Street Fighter Six has gotten terrific reviews so far. Absolutely, yeah. I haven't even played the beta because sometimes I just kind of like, I already saw what I want to see, but I sometimes I just want to go head first and blind and just mm -hmm. 
and just fully enjoy the the experience. Yeah. So like that's why that was my reasons of not downloading the beta, and also I just didn't really have time this weekend to play it. Mm, yeah, indeed. But like, but yeah, I've seen I've seen reviews of Street Fighter Six, and um, yeah, I said that it's, it's a it's an excellent fighting game. Um, said that it's in, it's uh definitely the launch is it has been is is going to be an improvement over what Part Five was because Part Five was just bare bones when it came yeah, out. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was just like a sixty dollar beta. Oh, and, remember? Oh, yeah. remember Aris? Oh man, he was not it, he was that. not happy. Yeah, like Capcom had the audacity to charge sixty dollars to drip feed content. So they like you you had to pay sixty dollars for like what was essentially like a beta, and they're like, yeah, yeah, well, we got you on the content. Just stick around. But I I gave you my sixty dollars though. You know what sucks too, and as a matter of fact, it's about time. It's about that time of the year. I watched this again. Mm. We are not gonna get another New Day versus Elite. In Street Fighter. Oh, that's right. Mm. Well, depending on how things shake out in AEW, if the Elite decides, hey, hey, Triple H, uh, got, any, got any of them sweet contracts? We might see a, we might see a reunion on up, 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 down, down. I would be so, so, because honestly, the last time I watched that show was probably like a year ago. I just threw it on. Mm-hmm. And it still held up. It was st- I was still entertained by that. Just yeah. wrestlers playing video games. Yeah. How is that so entertaining? Because you see a you see a different side of them. It's like, yeah, like they're just basically like themselves. Yeah. Except for Solo, and even then, like they broke Solo. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's some there's some um, I, I check out up up down on every now and then if I'm bored. Like if I'm at work, for example, and there's like a lull. Like for example, like uh, the maximum male models, they have their own. Short-lived series like Noob World Order, which has turned into Cease and Desist. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's it's cool stuff. Yeah, that they're still doing. Um, but yeah, yeah, Street Fighter Six is coming on Pike. Mortal Kombat One is intriguing, and what's interesting is that like this is Mortal Kombat One is a is a second reboot. Yeah. In the Mortal Kombat franchise, but it's still a continuation of the. Of, of the 12, of eleven, yeah, of of eleven. Well, not, not of that. Not only that, but um, of the Mortal Kombat reboot from from twenty eleven. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So it's like a it's like a reboot slash continuation, and it's, plus you have Liu Kang as the fire god. Yeah, he becomes the fire god in the uh, in the DLC. But mm. I'm I'm for it. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Like. Like, like, just thinking about the Mortal Kombat lore, just from from a, the bit of what I know, is like, so since Liu Kang is a fire god, so who's gonna be like the main, like, like protagonist or main hero? Because Liu Kang was like the, the main yeah. hero for a long time. So is it, is it gonna be Kung Lao? Is it gonna be like Raiden? Is Raiden gonna be the Thunder God? Or we don't know. That's interesting. Now he's no longer the Raiden. Raiden's mortal. Oh shit! Really? He became mortal. Damn. Wow. Is, is that what it took for Liu Kang to become the fire god? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It's, a, it's an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, they took some, t- they took some chances. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And it's like, I, you know what? I, I feel like this could be, and I know you're probably, I, I know definitely, you're definitely going to roll your eyes at this. Mortal Kombat's version of a multiverse. Uh, 
That's what it kind of looks like. Because mm. it's like, yes, this is a whole new timeline. But yet it's still continue. It's still picking up from the last game. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's like, at, at some point, it's like, you, you might as well just do like a hard reboot. Just like complete new continuity. But that's what 9 was. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's what that's what nine was. So I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see how how the story uh, shakes out once one drops in stores. Yeah. But but it is intriguing. You know, I'm like hmm, okay. You're gonna watch that. You're gonna watch that playthrough, aren't you? <laughs> I could. Yeah, the story mode. Yeah, it's like it's basically like a kind of like watching a TV episode or something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Tekken 8. Not not much has been released. Mm. But it is just the same for it looks like the same formula, but just up next gen upgrade and it looks amazing. Mm. Yeah, man. Um yeah, the Tekken games have been consistently good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would definitely say that. Yeah, like Tekken 7 does like a whole bunch of content for it. So Tekken 8. You know, it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. Mm. Just polish. Yeah. All, all, all I really needed was a polish. Yeah, well, for sure. Speaking of, uh, all it needed was a polish, and it still looks amazing. Mm. Spider-Man Two. Yeah, man. Spider-Man Spider- Two. Spider-Man Two. Yep, it's coming out this year. Yep. Sp- you know how I get with that. You know how I get with that game. Yeah, how many times have you have you beaten Spider Man um, on the PS4? <laughs> Probably as about as many times as you have beaten. How many Resident Evils you? Sure, <laughs> I've I've been I've been I've been multiple Resident Evil games multiple times. Yeah, because sometimes it's just like. It, it is a, it's a it can be a comfort game. It's a comfort yeah. game, and then sometimes I'm like, all right, I want to play something. I don't want to start anything new, mm. especially when I know what game's coming out. I want to start, you know, play, you know, playing a little bit more. So I'm like, yeah. all right, let me just throw this on, or whatever. Honestly, whatever reason it gives me to do it. Like, mm. oh, I got the PS4 experience of Spider Man. Let me get the. PS5 experience of Spider-Man and play it again mm-hmm. happily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, one of the best superhero games ever made. Yeah, yeah. And Spider-Man Two. Oh man, you got you got Peter Parker. You got the symbiote, the Venom symbiote. Um, you're playing as Miles Morales again. You could switch between the two. There's the Lizard as one of the villains. And Craven. Oh. Craven the Hunter. Mm. Now this was Craven. We even see what Aaron, what's his name? Aaron Taylor Johnson. All right, we even seen what Quicksilver was able to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but damn it, this was Craven. I even sent it to. He was like, I sent it to my buddy Matt. I was like, Yo, check this out. And he's like, This is Craven. Hmm. This is Craven. Yeah. Not a spiderless you. Spider-Man-less universe, <laughs> where he's just hunting something. But he was. But even then, you seen the trailer. He's just like, oh, this is a new map, and it was New York, mm-hmm. yep. and all the animal base. 
uh, animal-based villains and characters. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yo, this is cool. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like like Sp- Spider-Man 2, man. <sighs> that's that's going to be the game. Insomnia. You know what? It's a game of the year contender, and it's not even out yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it right now. Like Insom- Insomniac Games, like they they did such an exceptional job with the with Spider-Man 2018. Like this one, this one is going to be without question. Knock, it's going to knock it out of the park. Absolutely, it's going to be you know the top top two game of the year nominees. Mm-hmm. Top three, Street Fighter Six, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, yep, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. I still need to. I'm, I'm. I still. I'm still planning on playing Tears of the Kingdom this summer. Yeah, I, I will at some point. That's your summer. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right, it, it's open world. Mm. That's your summer. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like the new Elden Ring. It's gonna take me. Months Holy! To shit. <laughs> it's gonna take me months to to get through. It's gonna be my summer my summer project. Uh, once, That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh man. But uh, but yeah, Spider Man Two. Like I'm intrigued by with the. I wonder how the the gameplay is going to be like playing as a symbiote. Um, I wonder where Eddie Brock's going to fit into it because you know he's going to be there eventually. Um, I, I'm intri- I'm intrigued about how they're introducing the symbiote because you have Harry Osborn. Osborn has the symbiote. Yeah, because like because Norman Osborn's keeping Harry in st- in stasis because apparently Harry Osborn's dying. Of, of some disease and the symbiote's keeping him alive. So the question is, okay, how did the how did the symbiote get loose? How did the symbiote get there from the get go? Yeah, mm, that's that's gonna be interesting. So there's some interesting interesting threads there. Um, oh, we're forgetting one detail. Sorry. What's up? Candyman is playing Venom. Oh, Tony Todd. Tony Todd yeah. is playing Venom. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, that's great casting. Great casting as the, as that voice. Say Venom five times in the mirror. <laughs> that I'll do. Yeah, but you but you won't say Candyman. Not at all. Because can because Candyman's not real, Carl. He can't hurt you because he's not Sh- real. Shut your face. He's fictional. I'll never, do, I'll never do it. See, look, this is. I'll never do it. Okay, look, this is a reflective surface. All right, I want you to look in this look in this black mirror of that is my phone and say Candyman five times. Candyman, Candyman. Okay. No. Candyman, 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 Candyman. I'm leaving. <laughs> see, nothing's happening. Yeah, Play too much. Fatality. <laughs> take a trip up to Worcester and get that OLED then. <laughs> Oh man! Oh no no no! The the, the OLED will come with me even in <laughs> death. But, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, Spider Man Two coming out this fall. It's gonna be a dope game. Um, hope. Ho- um, hopefully it's not gonna be DLC length my, like Miles Morales was. I don't think it will be. But I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Like Miles was a great game, but it should have been a DLC. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, the other game I'm looking forward to as well that's, that's got my curiosity is um, Phantom Blade Zero. Really? Let me take a look. Yeah, at take, this. yeah. Phantom Blade Zero. It's a it's like a a three D like hack and slash game. It kind of has like a Bloodborne, like a Bloodborne slash Sekiro 
uh, Shadows Die Twice vibe, like a futuristic Ghost of Tsushima. Um, like it's like I, I, I'm intrigued by the combat of the game because like because when, when you go up to enemies in like in this game, it looks like the protagonist is like you're you're doing actual sword fighting. So you're not just hacking hacking away at an enemy like a typical action What's it game. Phantom what? Uh, Phantom Blade Zero. So it's like each enemy encounter is like is like you know a full on sword fight, and then like you get your 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 lethal shots in. So I'm interested in seeing like oh, how geez. that mechanic will uh, will unfold by in terms of, in terms of playing it. It looks good so far. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, so yeah. Phantom Blade Zero. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my, keep an eye out for that because uh, like I said, it's got that. Bloodborne Sekido vibe to it, you know. Um, I see a little bit of Elden Ring too. Yeah, maybe like a, bit. a little split, little split splash, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit, oh, okay. Yeah, a little, maybe a, maybe like a faster paced version of Neo as well. The Neo games. You love those Neo games. Um, I, I played the first one. I, I've played a bit of it. I haven't um, gotten too far in it. Neo Automata. Uh, not near. Well, I, I did. Beat near near autonomous, but Neo N I O H. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've played a bit of the first one, but I haven't um, uh, gotten into it too. Yeah, deep that's deep. very good looking. Oh, yeah. Cool Man Studios. Yep. Yeah, that looks great. So yeah, I, I like the like the gray, kind of like the gray like you know dark visual Ooh. style. This could. This, this could, you know, this could do it. Yeah, I may invest in this. Yeah, and, and the combat, I mean, look, the the it's like, it's like move action movie choreography. Yeah. yeah, in terms of like how with the sword play, and I am getting that. I am getting that Ghost of Tsushima feel. Yep. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Ooh, okay, and okay, I rock with it. I would rock with it. Yeah. I already put a couple of pre-orders in. Uh, it reminds me of like an older Kenji. <laughs> Ooh, parkour. Hardcore parkour. <laughs> Have you ever seen that scene from The Office? Nah. Oh, God. <laughs> I rock with it. Another one I'm interested to, and I'm going to actually watch this trailer right now, was the Metal Gear Solid. Oh, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. Um, that one, that one, um, it's a, uh, it's. I will say it's it's good that Konami is deciding to make games again, not just pachinko machines. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it looks like it looks to be like a ground up remake of Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, which is my favorite Metal Gear Solid game. Um, it's just it's just a it's just a trailer. There's no gameplay, but um, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how the MGS Delta. Will turn out since Kojima uh, isn't involved in the making of this game. Uh, yeah, if Kojima wasn't, well, yeah, because Kojima is into like horror. Yeah, like 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 Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions, like they've been the ones who've proved, produced and created the Metal Gear Solid games. Right. So this remake uh, doesn't have his involvement. So I'm kind of curious to see. How how the the final game will turn out once it hits stores? Um, I know they're doing a re-release of um, like uh, previous other previous uh, Metal Gear Solid titles. Oh yeah, hmm. 
Yeah. I forgot exactly. I forgot exactly which ones, but I know they did some. Like, have, have you played any of the uh, Metal Gear Solid games? I have not, actually. Really? Not even Part 1? No. Wow. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's a... Those are some... Ex- oh, my God. If they did Dino Crisis right now, they were like that. Just take my money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like near CG uh, quality visuals. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So... Ooh, I just, I just had a thought. What if they made, like, a Predator game like this, but, like, Prey... Based on the movie Prey. Here's what you do. And mm. I saw somebody post this. I can't take credit for this. I saw somebody post this. Mm. Do something like Prey, mm-hmm. but with Predator and Feudal Japan. Uh, yeah. And it's starring, oh my God, he played in, I think he was in Red Dead, not Red Dead Redemption, uh, the Raid Redemption. Uh, he was in, he did some fight scenes in Star Wars. Oh, is it Iko Uwais? No, not him. He's kind of an older guy. Oh, it's freaking! It's gonna freaking. Like, did he wear like the cargo pants in the first one? He was like a crazy villain. I believe, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his oh, name. Oh, it's gonna freaking! It's but... gonna freaking kill me now. But keep, hold on, keep going, cause I I can find it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, what the gameplay footage will look like for uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater once it drops. Um. Another one, another one that uh, that I'm also looking forward to is Al- Alan Wake Two. You was looking forward to that one for a while. Yeah, like because I, I remember playing the first Alan Wake um, on PC back in 2010. Um, that's that's uh, that's the last time I played. It. I, I I bought it on Steam. Um, I just uh, just yesterday I bought the Alan Wake Remastered on the play, on PlayStation Store, which is on sale right now for like twelve bucks. So I'm like, yeah, why not? Because because I, I really do want to revisit that game, because yeah, it's a it's a solid story. It kind of reminds me of like Twin Peaks. Like, what if David Lynch did a video game? Um, it has that vibe to it. But yeah, um, Alan Wake remastered. I'm playing right now, so I'll play that in preparation for Alan Wake Two once that drops. And what's interesting about um, Alan Wake Two is that it, it does appear to have more of a survival or straight survival horror. Uh, vibe, whereas the first Alan Wake was much more of like a thriller mystery. Um, it kind of like um, kind of like more more heavily reliant on the mystery thriller, less so on the horror aspect. This one seems to be the other way around. Um, I think it, it appears that you're playing as a, a new protagonist in the form of this uh, FBI agent. And uh, and what's interesting too is that there's also like a little Easter egg in the form of um, um, Sam Sam Lake. And who 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 provided the likeness for Max Payne in the first Max Payne video game? Also, James McCaffrey coming back to do doing the voice too. And James McCaffrey's awesome. He wrote. Oh, that's um, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. Yes. Yeah, fantastic now, actor. Put him as a samurai against Predator in feudal Japan. I want that movie made right now. Give give me the 4K steelbook of that movie. Yep. That would be so that would be such a Just fire. like pre, just like pray like the same the same cat like not the same cast but the same di- same director. Yep. Same crew. Mm-hmm. Same care. Yep. With him feudal Japan against Predator. Ooh. 
Hiroyuki Sonata versus Predator. Take all the money. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, God. That's going to be so dope. Um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, Alan Wake 2, looking forward to that uh, once it drops. Um, and also what's interesting about Alan Wake is that it's also set in the same universe as Control. Which is like a really, which is like an awesome sci-fi action game, which okay. came out in 2019. I'm thinking Heavy Rain. Oh no, this is totally totally different. different yeah. Yeah. So I'm in, so I'm interested in seeing if um if the if there will be elements of control if you if you're going to see appearances from some some of the characters or some of the elements from that game in Alan Wake 2. That's that's one that's so that's what's really going to pique my interest as well. Um, looking at the comments here, uh, Nick Quattrini says he's asking us if we're going to the first year of Anime Con in July. Um, I think I have a conference to go to at that same exact time, so I don't think I'll be able to make that one. But I think we did get approved for press passes, so just in case if I am able to, I'll probably still like go through. Hmm. Just to, just so uh, Codex Codex's presence is there. Okay, for sure, for sure. And also, Nick Quattrini is asking, um, he hopes that the Sony Splatoon-like game is free-to-play. Looks fun, but not $70 fun. <laughs> um, that game he's talking about is called Foam Stars. Uh, so, if you ever, so Foam Stars is, is basically like the Sony's version of Splatoon. Splatoon, which is a Nintendo exclusive. Um, the only difference is in Splatoon, you, you're, you're using paint guns to like, kind of like splatter... Uh, paint and slam all over people. In Foam Stars, mm. you're shooting everybody with foam. So basically, um, it's kind of like it's kind of like the litigation friendly uh, v- version of of Splatoon, where it's okay. like it's like it's like when I look at Foam Stars, it looks fun, but I also think of this as like the vanilla ice argument, like where you know how you know how ice ice baby samples Queen under pressure. Yeah. And where Vanilla Ice legitimately argued with a straight face. Well, you see, uh, uh, Queen's version went. Dun, 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 dun. My version goes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> so Foam Stars kind of adds the to that Splatoon formula by having foam instead of uh, instead of paint and slime. So that's what that's what amuses me about that trailer. But it does look fun. So um, it, it looks free. Free to play fun, yeah. I say free to play fun. Um, I don't know. Like, hey, maybe I, I think it's cool that um, that Sony is providing that Splatoon like um, experience for for Sony players who don't have a Nintendo or a Switch. So, so yeah, I'm I'm I'm, open, I'm for it. Um, hopefully, they won't charge seventy bucks for it. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Right, I think he's gonna. I will say this. I and mean, I'm so glad. I was really looking forward to this, but I was so glad I didn't get it. Yeah. Forspoken. <clears throat> yeah. That's a that was a huge letdown. Uh, have you have you had a chance to play it? I played the demo and it was like it was very clunky and it was like mm. shortly before release, so it was like I did anything come with it. And like there was like there was is there any time to like fix this because and it's and what sucks too it was the first game that showed the unreal 5 engine oh man so when they show that i'm like okay this looks promising i don't know what damn soul even bought that game yeah 
Yeah, I was looking forward to that game, but then the reviews came out, and I saw the reception it got, and I was like, mm, yeah, um, I'm good. Yep, No Man's um, Sky. Mm. I said No Man's Sky improved dramatically. <laughs> like, it's it's worth playing now, from what I hear. Um, I don't know. Forspoken is one of those games where, like, I'll wait until it becomes one of the free, free-to-play games for, like, PlayStation Plus, like, yeah. monthly games. That's when I'll download it. And even then, I'll probably uninstall it, like, <laughs> in, like, <laughs> a couple days. Just play it for the sake of saying that you played it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see. Some other games that I'm looking forward to as well uh, for the PlayStation Showcase. One that, one that I am curious about is called Towers of Agash, Agaspa. Agaspa? I don't know how to pronounce it, but Towers of Agaspa. Um, this one, this one, I, I, I'm intrigued by the premise. So in this, in this game, apparently it's like you're, it's like a post-apocalyptic, um, world and you're, and in this, in this game, you're sort of like tasked with rebuilding the world from the ground up. So you're like, you know, kind of like in this devastated grayish, um, discard land and you're supposed to like restore life to it. So the premise of the game where you're just kind of like planting, I guess, um, like bringing back the flora and fauna back to life, mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of intrigues me. And the game does look nice, so looks nice. It reminds me of a comic that I read called uh, "Step by Bloody Step." Oh yeah, I wanted to read that, but I haven't had a chance to. Yeah. Is it good? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, even though because there's no language, there's no dialogue, whatever. So it's yeah. like so open to interpretation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but and yeah. the art was very cool too. But yeah. nice, ooh, that looks nice. Yeah, it, it does look like a, like a really nice game. Um, you know, just like all these like colossal creatures. Like you have a glider, kind of like in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like it's like the premise. The premise from what I'm gathering, it's like you're kind of like restoring the world and and you have these fantastical creatures. It kind of reminds you of Avatar a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm 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 intrigued. I want to see what uh, what this game's about further. I want I want more information when it, as it comes. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. Scrolling down the trailer list, um, I think those were the. Oh yeah, there was one more called Ultros, but that but I'm only intrigued. I'm only curious about that because of the art style. The the art style of that of that game is like very com- comic book esque. It kind of reminds me of um, Mobius, like from his work for like um, humanoids, like uh, Inc- the Incal or the Jodorowsky. Okay. Yeah, kind of that like psychedelic, that psychedelic sci-fi artwork that Mobius was known for. That game kind of reminds me of that, except except like with like a higher dose of like candy coated paint to it. Um. It looks like a Metroidvania as well. Yeah. Oh, so the game, the game's two D. Yeah. So, so the art style at least kind of piques my interest. So, I'll I'll probably check it out once it drops. Yeah. Also, one game I'm definitely getting, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely getting. Yeah. And it finally has a release date of yeah. August 9th. What's that? Friended, uh, a game that friend of the show Patrick Hickey Jr. is heavily involved with WrestleQuest. Ah, okay. August 9th is the, is the release date. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that might be that might be worth. That worth that's going to be that's going to be a fun time to play. Mm. Just 
Wish my job had some decent Wi-Fi I can play on the. Yeah, I see. I see. I get your. It's like a fuzzy Streets of Rage four. Hmm. Yeah. And, and then um, there was one. There was one more game too that I was pleasantly surprised to see. Like apparently, Capcom's releasing a sequel uh, to Dragon's Dogma, uh, Dragon's Dogma Two, uh, which which is coming out to the PS Five. Um, Dragon's Dogma, from what I've gathered, it was one of those like sl- uh, sleeper games for the PS Four slash PS Three. I think it came out for the PS Three as well. Um, but it was like one of those like underrated action RPGs that that became like a cult favorite, but never got like a wide um, wide groundswell of uh, so popularity. In other words, the Book of Eli video games. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> you, you can kind of say that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so I'm kind of um, kind of happy to see that Dragon's Dogma Two uh, that Capcom decided to make a sequel. How about you just uh, how about Capcom just shut the hell up and give me a freaking Onimusha. Remake. I want to see that too. I would freaking lose my absolute ever-loving shit. Mm. Yeah. Let me see. Well, it's got the. It looks like it got the little hack and slash thing going. Yep, that's what it is. It's like an action hack and, sla- hack and slash role-playing game. Yeah. So it actually did originally come out for the PS3 and Xbox 360 back in 2012, right. and then it then it came then it was ported over to the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, let's try and look at the reception. So yeah, the game was well received, but you know it seemed to be rather underrated. So yeah, part two. Like I'll, if I'm in a mood for like an action RPG fix, I'll probably check this out for sure. Do you be still be working on freaking Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, because Tears of the Kingdom is literally a hundred hours. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see. Um. Also, speaking of sequels, uh, to wrap it up here, um, there's Ghost Runner Two, which is which is dropping. The trailer for that dropped. Uh, go, I, I have Ghost Runner One on the PlayStation, which was one of the free games that you can yeah. download. Um, I like the experience. I think I, I just need to get good at it because it's like it's basically like you you run through a you run through levels and you have to like hack and slash your way through. But if you get if you get hit once you die, I would. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be too aggravated with that. Yeah. Give me some energy. Give me some life bars. You know? Give me a fighting chance. Yeah. yeah. So the whole game is like, like fast movement, hardcore parkour, dash dodge, slash, you know. Um, but yeah, Ghost Runner 2. I don't know. It, okay, it looks, looks kind of cool. So like for those who like the first one, this is like right up your alley. And then last but not least, coming out in June, Final Fantasy 16. Is it actually happening? Yeah, it's actually happening. Um, let me see, let me see, let me look at the uh, exact date. So, Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, which appears to be like a more mature, uh, darker um, Final Fantasy game than than we've typically received in recent recent years. Final Fantasy XVI sixteen. So this one comes out June twenty second for the PlayStation Five as a timed exclusive. So it'll be exclusive to the PS Five for a while before it, before it's released at uh, on other consoles. Um, I think it appears to be like um M rated and it's going to be an M rated Final Fantasy game, which will be a first for the series. Um, kind of. 
Yeah, it kind of has like a. What's up? When I first saw it, it was like Game of Thrones has chocobos. Exactly. Yeah, it does have a strong Game of Thrones esque vibe to it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, like the story for this game will be better than the previous Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Because um, Final Fantasy 15 had excellent gameplay and a gorgeous looking world, but the story and characters were just weak. Really. Yeah. It was. They, they, it was. It just. They just weren't interesting. Yeah, I just can't. I can't do RPGs. Like I don't think I really have like the patience for it. Yeah, like not even uh, action RPGs. Because like turn-based RPGs, I can understand. You know, you know, not having the time for. Because I know with with me, like nowadays with tur- with turn-based RPGs, I'm like, uh, I don't want to commit all the time for that. Like I'd rather do a- an action RPG. So I'm hoping that Final Fantasy 16 will have a strong story and characters that can match the the gameplay. Because right. we've because it's, it's been a while since we've had a Final Fantasy game that had that had both um, both in equal measure. I think I think for me the last one would be arguably Final Fantasy 12, and that was back in 06. My, PS2. my my last one was Parasite Eve, <laughs> which was which I would like to see a remake of. Yeah, I like to see that would a, be a good remake. Yeah, Parasite Eve. Yeah, could definitely use a remake for sure. Yeah, I just. I'll probably end up rage quitting that one again. It'll just trauma, 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 <laughs> trauma, trauma. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, those are the uh, those are the games. Some of the games for the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah, plenty of good stuff coming down. Yeah, I already got some of my pre-orders, and it uh, looks like I'm gonna be making a couple more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would uh, even though this game didn't, didn't make an appearance on the, the showcase, I do still want to see what Wolverine. Oh my about. god! Yeah. Listen, I, that game's gonna be dope. I think when it comes to just Marvel and Insomniac, like my standards are just high. Mm. Like I just ex- I expect greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and um, I mean with Wolverine. Oof. It's Insomniac's making that game, right? Yes. Mm, okay, okay. Yes. Not Crystal Dynamics. Good, good. Because <laughs> we don't need an adventurous fiasco. We do not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, before we, uh, before we wrap up, um, let me ask you, when was the last time you checked the Codex Prime inbox? It's been a long time. Listen, I got like seven emails mm-hmm. <laughs> between like my DJ one, my personal one, my work one. My other work one, um, my fleet DJs one. Hmm. I forgot the password. Uh, of the Codex Prime one? Yeah. <laughs> I need you to send it to me so I, uh, yeah, let me so see. I can add that account. Yeah, let me see if I can summon uh, if I can summon the 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 Codex Prime Gmail. Because I think I think I, I don't know if we, I don't know if we have um if you have emails. If, um, if, but so, in the meantime, I will. First of all, I do want to give a huge shout out to uh, Chris Revel and Nate PV for having us at their uh, podcast meetup last week. That was a fun time. Yep. Um, just got a chance to you know just chit chat and network with some other podcasters and got you know and gotten giving them chances to, to connect with each other, which is what it's really all about. Um. And it just, it still amazes me. It's like people are interested in what we have to say. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it was, it was, it was quite, 
It, it was quite remarkable. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm a dead regular dude who's got a nine to five like everybody else. But mm. I appreciate, I trust me, I definitely appreciate the the support. You got some? Yeah. Uh, I just need you to open the Google app on your iPad. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I swear to God, if this was it, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, right now we're just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Oh, good. Yay. Uh, so, uh... So we, well, we... Well, a lot of spam. <laughs> but we do have an email from friend of the show and supervillain... Ah, oh, Jesus. John Haponic. Uh-oh. Okay, so... Oh, man. Oh, this this is great. So, you know, it's it's been a... God knows how many months or years since we've received an email from our inbox, Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. So, uh, right now, I'm, I'm going to read his email. Yep, right now, I'm just texting John. <laughs> uh, I'm so nervous. I kind of already know where it's going. So, so the subject line reads, this Codex Prime supervillain is here to stay. Okay. Like MCU ending credits, I can't take a hint and stop appearing. Number one, Ant-Man, Quantum, whatever. The movie was fine, though not as good as the previous Ant-Man films. It worked mainly due to Jonathan Majors and Paul Rudd. It could... It could have used a little more character development and didn't deserve all the harsh criticism. I also don't understand all the fuss about Modoc because the character is meant to look ridiculous. Mm. This series has been as fun as Captain America for a character who has three or more films. I am unsure who else could play Kang at this point. <clears throat> Number two, Megan is better than Ultron. How is how is it a little girl how is it a little girl robot was more intimidating and interesting than Ultron? This is currently one of the better films I've seen this year. Uh, number three, video game nostalgia. I won't dive too far into your video game remake debate, but I'd be curious to see how the, how these would look: Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy X. Okay. Yep. I like that you mentioned Parasite Eve. Um, and lastly, number four, the state of the DCEU. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Did I fail to mention I'm still in mourning over DCEU? The Snyderverse should live on. I wanted Henry Cavill to at least make one more appearance as a happy Superman and for Batfleck to get that solo movie with Deathstroke as the villain. I'm so disappointed with this current plan direction. Justice League of America was a nice send-off. But I'll miss what could have been. Your favorite Codex Prime supervillain, John. I actually was fair. Yeah, fair criticism. Fair criticism of Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Megan over. It's because now it's like, all right, Megan can now happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Megan was scary though. Yeah, but that could happen. Um. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't disagree with those remakes. Mm-hmm. As for the DCEU, oh, Lord. Yeah, um, yeah, we got to pour one out for the DCEU. Um, I agree. I, I'm, I'm mad that we're never going to get the Birds of Prey sequel that we deserve. I'm okay with that. 
Um, I, I, I think, I think this shows that you know the world hates women. Oh, here and, we go. And if you didn't like Birds of Prey, then you're probably a misogynist basement dweller. Oh, just like if you don't watch Tyrus as an NWA world champion, you're not a wrestling fan? Man, fuck Tyrus. <laughs> no, that's an actual statement that was made by Billy Corgan. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude has rocks in his brain. He really said that. <laughs> Tyrus is terrible. I mean, that NWA world's champion has never been besmirched so much as, as it has under his reign. I mean, my God. I mean, listen, listen. When, when you're so, when you, when you're so bad as a world champion that you made David Arquette look great, yeah, that's when it's time to hang it up, yeah. pal. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, if you're not gonna watch him, then you're not a wrestling fan. Hmm. Yeah, um, yes, I'm so not a wrestling fan for watching the shell of an organization that is the NWA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, NW, and you know, you know what killed NWA? COVID killed NWA. That's what it did because NWA had like strong momentum, but then and they were gearing up for the Crockett Cup, but then COVID happened in 2020, and then NWA just never recovered. Yeah. And, it just never did, and and you, and you and you put the belt on on Brodus Clay, the, the Funkasaurus. Somebody call my mama. Somebody call my mama. I would rather see NWA put that title on Shelton Benjamin's mama, the woman who played her, than Tyrus. First and you, and I bet you you get better matches out of Thea Vidal than 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 Tyrus. I bet you that. Thea was a good show. It was a it was a good show. It was very underrated. It was <laughs> yeah. It was very underrated, but damn it, she would make a more credible champion now than Tyrus. I mean that the NWA World's Champ Heavyweight Championship. You think of like all the legends that held that belt: Dusty Rhodes, baby. You know you, you have Nature Boy Ric Flair. You know you had Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce, Harley Race, Harley Race, Lupez. Yes, George Hagenschmidt. Was that? Oh, that was uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. Um, Ron the Truth Killings Our truth <laughs> He complimented Listen he, he said my baby was cute Yeah Yeah not hating on our truth Not hating on him at all He he has all He has all my respect mm-hmm. Yeah um, Yeah Christian Christian Cage Cody Rhodes Nick Aldis All these great names But you put that legendary belt on Iris? What? Huh? Let me... The end. The National Wrestling Alliance is a historic pro wrestling institution. That world's heavyweight championship deserves far better than than the than the than one Mister Brodus Clay Funkasaurus. All right. All right. You, you, you might as well put the belt on Jim Cornette. All right. You might as well put the belt on Bruce Pritchard as as, as brother love. As br- you, you, you know what? You might as well put the belt on Bruce Pritchard and have his gimmick uh, be 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 his impression of of Jim Cornette at the Dairy Queen. God damn! Give me two cheeseburgers, double cheese, double onion, double mayo. Motherfucker! 
I gotta, I gotta play for you the one time we he freaking, it was he did an impression of Jim Cornette, rapping Thugonomics. Oh man, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what, this is good. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Pat O'Connor, Buddy Rogers. Yes, Luthez, mm-hmm. it, Dory Funk Jr. Yes, Terry Funk, Jack Briscoe. Mm-hmm. So many names, so many great names. Legends. Jabaneno. <laughs> yeah, Jabaneno. Oh. I mean, but they don't really count it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. All right. My Sahiro Chono. <laughs> oh, yeah, yep, yep. So, so yeah. But, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess I'm not a real wrestling fan. Uh, Mr. Corgan. Yeah. Well, why don't you go smash some pumpkins and be done with it? Oh, man. Yeah. There we go. Victor ran over? Yeah. My rant's over. I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, you can catch me at a slew of events this week. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be at the uh, Beatmakers Club sessions uh, tomorrow at uh, A Cruise, which is located on 249 uh, Main Street in Pawtucket, featuring John Skino and Nino Francis. Uh, on Thursday, you can catch me at the Arts and Innovation Showcase and Sessions, uh, which is located at the CIC on 225 Dyer, Dyer Street in Providence, uh, featuring uh, world-renowned produ- uh, hip-hop producer and um, hometown uh, and uh, Providence's own... Uh, a rap music, and then I'll be also DJing at the uh, comedy after far, par, excuse me, comedy after party featuring Dale Cover, and which starts at seven thirty, and then also on Saturday I'll be providing sounds at the Rhode Island Midnight Basketball League in-person signups that will, that will be at the uh, Kent County YMCA, which is uh, located at nine hundred Centerville Road in Warwick. Uh, you can catch me at all those events. I'll be there. Uh, I'll be spinning at two uh, at two of them. Uh, but yeah, just come through, say what's uh, say what's up. Uh, check out the written uh, the Midnight Basketball League that starts July 11th, which is going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on the uh, schedule of the podcast as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, you can catch us on all your social media platforms uh, as, um, you know, on Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. And you can catch up on catch us on all of your whew, podcasting platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, you can just click the link on our Instagram and you can find us everywhere. You can check out my mix cloud. I have, I just released a couple of mixes. Uh, the latest was my cool uncle on the grill mix Mm -hmm. just in time for your summer barbecues. Mm -hmm. And, um, also rise of the black Panther is still available. Just, you know, send me a DM and I'll make sure I get you. I'll make sure you get one. They're $10. Uh, CD and or um, flash drive. Um, yeah, that's it. Nice. All right. Well said. Well said. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it. That about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, once again, thank you all for watching and listening. Uh, tune in uh, next week, same Codex time, same Codex channel. Uh, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.